What's going on guys? Welcome back to We Want Picks. My name is Jacob, aka the Freckled Salamander, here to bring you my quick pick video for UFC Vegas 68. Before we get started, we are looking to build on a 9 plus unit win for UFC 283 and I couldn't be more excited to get this week going if you want our early access bets picks, DraftKings breakdown, all sorts of good new stuff as well. Make sure you go to wewantpicks.com. Become a premium member today. It is only $10 a month, and we have thousands and thousands of people that have signed up so far, and they all enjoy the content. Link your premium account to the Discord to get up to the second alerts every time we place a bet. You can link your account to the free Discord. You can join the free Discord. Anyone is welcome. It is in the description below, but if if you are new to these videos, make sure you like the video if you enjoyed. Subscribe if you are new, become a premium member. And with all that said, let's get in to the quick pick video for UFC Vegas 68. First fight of UFC Vegas 68, we have Tatsuro versus my dude Jesus Christ himself, Jesus. And I get it, guys. Tatsuro should come in. He should dominate the grappling, do what he has done in all his fights leading up to this point. But if there was ever a question mark for Tatsuro, it is probably going to be in the striking, right? He's still a young kid, still a little bit raw, and this dude, Jesus, he's short, he's stocky, he's a decent grappler, but this guy doesn't give an F about nothing. This guy will just duck his head and throw his stubby little arms, and if those hit in the right spot against Tatsuro, there could be a little bit of a question mark here in this fight, so I get it. He is a minus 1,300, 1,200, whatever he is. I'm not paying that price for him. He should be well worth it, but this dude, Jesus, is short. He's stocky. He can grab a little bit as well. He's not you know, totally lost on the ground, but unless he lands his Hail Mary shot, which he is going to throw, I don't see him getting the job done. So I like Tatsuro in this matchup. You know, confidence level, probably only about a 7.5 to an 8. He is young, still a little raw on the feet. And as I said, this dude, Jesus, does not care. He is going to come in and try to finish this fight. But the pick for this fight, first fight of the night, is going to be Tatsuro. Next, we have Jung Young Park versus my dude, Dennis. And Dennis is a former Lock of the Week. We went on a 10. If you guys, if you guys don't know what Lock of the Week is, I do a video every Wednesday, Lock of the Week. I pick one underdog that's going to win, in my mind, with 100% certainty. Dennis was our 10th for 10 and over. We hit 10 Lock of the Weeks in a row, and Dennis was the very last one. And the reason I picked him is because this dude is tough. He's well-rounded. He looks for a finish in almost every single exchange. And in this matchup, I kind of like it. I kind of like him in this matchup. You know, the Iron Turtle, Jung Young Park, is durable, right? Decision fighter, not super dangerous anywhere. He's not dangerous on the feet, not super dangerous in the grappling. I know he got that finish in that last fight versus Joseph Holmes, but he's not a super dangerous guy. Dennis trains with Sean Strickland, trains with Renat. Takedown defense is improving. I have to assume that the odds assume that the Iron Turtle is going to come in and take this dude down and dominate him in the grappling. I don't see it happening. I just don't think the Iron Turtle's takedowns are good enough against the improved takedown defense of Dennis. 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 And I think that Dennis can come in and, and do what he did in his last fight, and that is kind of wait, wait, find the, the, the shot that kind of hurts the turtle, and then jump all over him because this dude is a finisher once he gets you hurt. He's underrated tough as well. So I understand the love for turtle in this matchup. He's durable. He wins decisions. This might be a decision fight, 
I'm looking at inside the distance, decisional action for Dennis. I'm looking for something where he gets a finish in this fight, and I like him in this matchup. Confidence level, he was a former lock of the week, so I am a little bit biased, but I'll probably put about a four, maybe a five. I do like him. The odds, I think, are pretty healthy in his favor. Was it plus 180, something like that? Look for a little bet from me on the Dennis side for this matchup, but that is my pick for this matchup. Let me see if I can say matchup one more time. Should be a fun matchup. Speaking of fun matchups, Kim versus Mandy is not going to be a fun matchup. We know what this is, guys. It is going to be a... Whoever has the most volume in this fight is going to win the fight, right? Sloppy strikers. Kim is more experienced. I'm not, you know, obviously the odds I think are, are crazy. Anyone that's putting minus 260, minus 270 on Kim is absolutely insane. I actually don't think that Mandy is as bad as people say she is. I think she was more surprised in that matchup versus Victoria. Thought she was going to come in, steamroll a non-striker with her striking. That wasn't going her way. and She kind of panicked and didn't know what to do. She should come in refocus, a little bit humbled maybe, and this is a 50-50 fight. I mean, this is going to be sloppy at times. Whoever throws the most volume is going to win this decision because I definitely see a decision in this fight. Neither girl hits super hard. Neither girl even has that like TKO volume. They almost both prefer to fight going backwards, so we'll see if they even engage each other in the middle of the afghan. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. My pick is Kim in this matchup because she should have the experience, and I've seen her be tough even when she's losing, but... This is a 50-50, and don't put minus 270 money on Kim. Well, you know, don't do that. The road to the UFC matchups are upon us, and I'm honestly, I'm excited for almost all of these matchups. And I'll tell you one thing, there is one guarantee for the road to the UFC matchups, and that is that I am going to mispronounce and butcher these names. So please, please bear with me. We have Hyung Sung Park versus Seung Guk Choi. I thought, I thought that was pretty good. And this is going to be a matchup, guys, where Park is going to determine where this fight goes, right? I think he's the better overall fighter, but he definitely excels in the wrestling. The issue is sometimes he just is, is fine with kind of a kickboxing match. And I can kind of see that happening against Choi because Park is probably a slightly better striker. He will have some success against Choi, and I could see him just kind of wanting to maintain that stance and that success on the feet and not even go to the ground in this matchup. If he does, I think that's his easiest path to victory, right? Because we saw in his matchup before that he has been knocked down, right? He didn't panic in that matchup, but he fought a real striker and got knocked down. Used his wrestling after that to win the fight, but against Choi... You know, the same thing could happen if he decides to stand and strike. Choi, that's his best, best, his best path to victory is, is keep this on the feet. So, Park, my hope is if you're playing money on him, if you're picking him in parlays or whatever it is, that he comes in and just uses grappling and wrestling right away because that's where he has the most advantage in this. Otherwise, I think this is a boring kickboxing match. I think the odds have the over two and a half, like minus two something. I agree with that because I don't see Park, for whatever reason, using his wrestling. If he does... You know, I, I think he can have some real success. But I'm going with Park in this matchup. But if he's not using his grappling, I think this is like a 60-40, 55-45 type matchup. Park could have some real issues on the feet because Troy, good pressure fighter, decent takedown defense, not super powerful. But I'm telling you right now, if you're Park, get the wrestling, get the grappling, get your win. Big moment for you. Don't mess around on the feet too much. But if he does, I still think he could win a boring kickboxing match. So I like Park in this matchup. Confidence level, you know, he was dropped. If this is a kickboxing match, anything can happen, obviously. But 
I'll put him about a four and a half, maybe a five. I'm not super confident. There's much more confident picks on this card, and one of them is coming up right here. So the next fight we have, and I got the I got him on the screen right now. We have Rinya Nakamura versus Toshiomi Tish, Toshiomi Kazama. I thought I nailed that one as well. <laughs> this is this is going to be a fun, fun matchup. This is grappler versus grappler with Rinya being the, the the world champion. The the whatever his accolades are, they just tout his wrestling to AT. He's actually got decent hands as well. I don't think he needs to force wrestling in this matchup because if you look at a guy like Kazuma, he's opportunistic, man. And I know that Rinya is a minus three fifty. A minus 400. If he forces the wrestling, that could be a great opportunity for this dude, Kazuma, who is an opportunistic grappler. He's a good wrestler in his own right. I don't see him dominating top positions for a guy like Rinya, but off his back, man, he doesn't mind fighting off his back. This guy comes in with like an armbar submission, a, a, a triangle submission off his back. He's even, he even has a heel hook on a sweep. I even think he has like some sort of like a key lock off his back uh, submission. So this is not going to be a walk in the park from Rinya. I understand he can come in, dominate with his wrestling, but he is going to have to work every second that he is on the ground. And we've seen people, UFC debuts, come in, the big guy, the favorites, all of a sudden they're wrestling, wrestling, and I know this is a life, lifelong wrestler, but they get tired. And sometimes when you just have to try to keep positions, 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 you can get tired, and that's when opportunities allow themselves to open up. So if there was ever somebody that is going to threaten submissions and sweeps off their back, whatever. It's probably going to be this Cosmo guy. So I, I understand why Rinya is the minus 350, the minus 400. He is my pick in this fight because he should be able to withstand all the grappling from Cosmo. But there's something in the back of my head that is telling me that Cosmo is one of those dudes that just wild enough on the ground to find something. But that is a little bit of a Hail Mary for me. I'm sticking with Rinya in this matchup. Confidence level is probably about a six. He should have all the tools, but Cosma, there's something in the back of my head that's telling me, watch out for this kid. If not this fight, fights in the future if he sticks around. Next, we have Za Yi versus Zhang Yang Li. And I think this, of all four, the road to the UFC fights, I think this one feels like the most lopsided. I mean, Za Yi, you know, he, he's a well-rounded fighter. But it feels pretty average everywhere. When you watch him, nothing really jumps out in the film, at least for me when I'm watching this this, this guy, Zayi. And he makes a few mistakes here and there. I understand these guys are, are, are young. They're coming up. Not a ton of experience. But it kind of shows with Zayi. Well, this dude, Jung Young Lee, is an assassin. I mean, this dude brawls. He's powerful. And he should have all the tools to kind of step in and overwhelm this guy, Zayi. He's going to move forward. He kind of plots forward. He's a very confident fighter. And in this matchup, it should work out perfectly for his fight style. I think he comes through. If there was a finish for these Road 2 UFC-type fights, I can definitely see a finish in this fight with Jung, Yang Lee coming through with those big shots, kind of overwhelming um, the, the the newcomer in Zayi. So, you know, not a whole bunch to say in this fight. It's pretty cut and dry in my mind. I like Jung, Yang Lee. In this matchup, confidence level, I probably put him about about seven, seven point five in this matchup. He's probably going to see a parlay or two for me. Let's move on to the next one. Next, we have Anshul Jubilee versus Jekka Saragi. I think it's Saragi. Let's start with this dude, uh, uh, Jubilee. Very, very, I would say technical 
boxer is is where I would kind of put him in the box. He's he's got okay takedown defense. If he does get taken down, he, he he does a pretty good job of getting back to his feet. But the issue with me with him is he's a good boxer. He's a he's an aggressive boxer and he likes to be first and last, right? So he likes to engage and then he'll slip off shots, right? Well, a lot of head movement, too, is, is another thing I'll, I'll, I'll preach on. A lot of head movement, and then he tries to be last, too. So he'll throw a shot, wait for the counter, slip, and then he wants to be right back in there. Against a dude like Jekka, first of all, you guys got to watch Jekka's knockout in his last fight. It sounded like an absolute shotgun blast. I mean, he cocked back that left hand and just came straight down the pipe and put this dude out as a 300 dog. I think he was plus 300 in that matchup. Was supposed to be dominated. Absolutely put this guy out. Two fights ago, he won with his wrestling. He is a very well-rounded fighter. The only thing that I would knock on him is he's pretty passive. He'll kind of back, 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 and then he blitzes. But when he blitzes, he doesn't stay on top of people. You'll see him blitz forward all the way across the octagon, get people pushed back, and then he starts just backing up for no reason. I'd like to see him kind of maintain that pressure because against like Jubilee, Jubilee is very, very good, especially early, especially with his boxing. But as the fight goes on, three minutes in, five minutes in, we get in the second round, all of a sudden that head movement it's a little bit stiffer, and it becomes a little bit easier to hit, and those hands are a little bit lower, and those combos aren't quite as extended. And that's where I see Jekka, if he's able to maintain pressure, could really take over this fight. You're going to see his power, especially kind of that early second round, late second round. And if he wants to use his wrestling, if, I, if I'm Jekka in this matchup, and he's going to be my pick for this fight, he moved from... He moved from a like a big favorite to an underdog now to pick him. If I'm Jekka in this matchup... I wrestle early and then bring the power in the second round when when Jubilee gets a little bit lazy with that head movement and with those hands. But long story short, Jekka is my pick in this matchup. I think it's a very favorable matchup for him. He can win with the wrestling or with the power shots. Jubilee is not super dangerous on the feet. He's got good combos, not a ton of power. Give me Jekka confidence level. I'd probably put him about a six, honestly. Let's move on. Next, we have Kino Shita versus Adam Fuggett. And I don't get it, guys. I don't. I, I've seen it all last week, all this week, all the love for Adam Fuggett. And I, and I just uh, Fuggett. I, I keep saying Fuggett, but I guess it's Fuggett. I don't know. I'll just say Adam. I've seen all the love. I don't get it. I, I watched the Marlon Marias fight a couple times. I understand he got like that inside trip takedown. It was a nice takedown. Didn't do anything with it. Apart from that, the dude was getting beat up. The dude was getting beat up, and I know that he kind of is like the forward pressure guy, and Marlon Morales is getting a little bit tired as well, but Morales, even when he was tired, was still touching this dude. And and this guy, Adam, was, yes, he was marching forward, but he was getting hit, and then guess what happened? He got tired too, and he still got finished. So yeah, he had some success with the takedowns, and I guess that's what people are seeing is, oh, Adam's going to come in, march forward, get the takedowns. He tried to get a couple more takedowns after that inside trip takedown. They sucked. I mean, those takedowns absolutely sucked. They weren't even close. Kino knows what to expect. He, he's got to, I have to imagine he knows that everyone's going to try and take him down. He should be ready. And they call him, I think this is the guy they call um, the, the next Conor McGregor or whatever. He does put people, his little slip counter rips are going to be absolutely destroying this guy, Adam. With, I mean, his forward pressure is going to be his detriment, right? You're pushing forward, you're throwing, and all of a sudden, boom, boom. Step back with that left hand. I know this is my right hand, but step back with that left hand down the pipe, and he's putting everyone away, and I see the same thing happen to Adam. So I don't get it. I know a lot of people are high on Adam this week. I guess there's holes in the game for Kino. 
I just don't think he he can exploit him. So I'm Kino all the way in this matchup confidence level. You know, I'll put him about, a, I think he's like a seven. You know, I, I don't think Adam has anything to offer for this kid. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, yeah, give me Kino in this match. Duho Choi versus Kyle Nelson. And this is a this is going to be my pick because of the layoff, right? Duho Choi is the better fighter. The more powerful fighter. Had the two years off, military service. I get it. Kyle Nelson didn't look fantastic in his last fight versus Jai Herbert. But in that matchup versus Jai Herbert, what did he do in the first round? He slowed the fight down. He he, he took his time. He got he got Jai Herbert against the fence. And he just kind of held him there. Just kind of held him there. And if he does that against Duho Choi, a guy that has not had a first a win out of the first round since 2013. Think about that. And I know he's had layoffs and this and that, but he hasn't had a win out of the first round since 2013. And I think Kyle Nelson can come in and do what he, against, did what he did against Jai Herbert, get a little clinch, slow the fight down, wear him a little bit, and then it's kind of a 50-50 fight. Duho Choi is, is the better fighter. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to argue this better for, fighter. Kyle Nelson is my pick. He's probably my least confident pick on the entire card. I'm only picking him because of the layoffs, because he can slow this fight down. He's an IQ fighter. He's not going to be the better fighter, but he seems like a pretty high IQ type fighter. I'm picking Kyle Nelson in this matchup. I don't love it. I mean, confidence level is like a two or a three. I'll be rooting for Duho Choi. He is a fun, fun dude. If he comes back and, and is anything like what he was, he is going to be a fun, fun dude to watch. So I'm going to be picking Choi, or I'm going to be rooting for Choi, but my pick, Kyle Nelson, I don't love it. Tybor versus Baloney Ivanov. And, uh, you know, I get all the Tybor stuff, right? He came in, he beat, uh, you know, Romanov, and people are thinking, oh my God, now he's only like a minus 150 or something versus dude Ivanov, who, who really can't beat anyone. He doesn't get knocked out, but he it's kind of a low volume, doesn't do anything in his fights. But I'll tell you right now, if you already watched that Tabor Romanov fight, Tabor looked like crap. I mean, the only reason he won that fight, and it was a weird, I know it's kind of a weird decision. I, I think he probably did win that fight. I mean, he got beat on in the first round, didn't land a significant strike in the first round. And his only success rounds two and three was because Romanov was so damn tired because he just got the shit beat having so bad in the, in the first round that Romanov high altitude Salt Lake City you know Salt Lake City you know Leon Edwards we won't we won't, we won't talk about that right now but that is why Tabor had the success he was it wasn't because he implemented his game plan and he started looking good and he was piecing them up yeah he was landing shots but it had more to do with Romanov being tired than Tabor coming in and looking like this fantastic fighter with that being said. He should have the volume to win a decision versus guy Baloney Ivanov. I mean, that that's just all it comes down to. This is almost like Kim versus Mandy. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be, you know, you're going to be thinking like it's going to be boring at times. There's going to be staring at each other. But Tybora, like Kim, should have the volume to withstand the other striking of Ivanov. But this dude, Ivanov, man, if he comes in and tries to, and all of a sudden decides, I'm going to use my judo in my wrestling and gets Tybora to the ground, we saw Romanov just hold him down for, you know, pick him up and slam him down for five minutes. So maybe Ivanov comes that. I'm going to pick Tybor. I don't feel great about it. I mean, people think it's great value there. I disagree. This is going to be a decision fight, most likely. And anything can happen with decisions, especially with heavyweights. So I'm going Tybor with this. But confidence level is probably about like a three, maybe a four. He should come in and dominate. But the odds, I think, are more reflective of how close this fight is than what people will tell you. I'm going with Tybor. Daun Jung versus Devin Clark. And I think that Daun Jung is very overrated. I think he is very overrated. If there was ever a fight for Devin Clark to come in as an underdog and knock somebody out or win this fight, it's probably against Daun Jung. This guy is flat-footed. 
He's stiff. There is a reason why I sat here and told you guys and preached to you that Dustin Jacoby was going to destroy this dude, and that's exactly what happened. I got clowned for that. Oh, my God. Dalton Jones is going to knock this dude out. He could do that to Devin Clark, right? Devin Clark, to me, is kind of like a Punahili Soriano, right? He's got wrestling. He's got the power. But for some reason, he just cannot ever put it all together. And the other part is the mental aspect. It just seems like time and time again during Devin Clark fights, it's like his corner and his dad trying to rile him up. Like, come on, Devin. Come on. Come on, Devin. It just feels like he can never get there mentally to be the fighter he needs to be. And for that reason, I got to go with Daun Jung. You know, I, I think that Daun Jung's probably, he's definitely the better kickboxer. But as far as like a, a well-rounded mixed martial artist, it might be Devin Clark. He's a big, powerful dude. He has wrestling, but it just seems like he folds in these moments more than not. Daun Jung, a stiff to me type of striker, should have the power, should be able to stand the wrestling. Maybe he wrestles on his own. We've seen Devin Clark get out-wrestled at times, but I'm going with Daun Jung. Confidence level for this matchup, i probably put it like a five. You know, I'm going to put a little bit of respect for Devin, the brown bear. I like him. I hope he comes through. This could be a big matchup for him, but I got to go Dung Jung in this matchup. Main event, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. And let's get this straight, guys. I, I could be completely wrong. I don't think Derek Lewis cares anymore. I don't think he cares anymore. And he's going to say all week, like, people are doubting me and this and that, and I'm in it to win it and this. He wanted to, his whole thing, which is, and I 100% agree, his whole thing is, I want to fight for money. I want to make the most money I can. That's how everyone should be. They don't owe anyone anything. They should try to get as much money as they can. I 100% agree and support Derek Lewis. But guess what? He got his new contracts. He's getting his money. He's getting paid. I don't think he really cares if he wins or loses more. Obviously, he's, he's a competitor. He's going to care. But as far as like pushing yourself to want to become the champion, he knows he can never fight for a title again. I mean, he's, what, lost three of his last four. He's going to have to win this one and maybe two more. At that point, he's probably 39, 40 years old. There's other people in the division now coming up. Sergey Spivak is the young up-and-comer, has the wrestling, has the striking as well. I think he's an underrated striker. I just don't think that people are, are scared of Derek Lewis anymore. And maybe that comes back to haunt Spivak. Maybe he comes in and is a little bit too aggressive. And Derek Lewis is waiting with that right hand. But I just don't think that Derek Lewis has that hunger, that drive, that passion anymore. He's getting his money, and I'm happy for him for it. But Spivak is definitely the better mixed martial artist. If, if Derek Lewis had just kind of average power for a heavyweight, I mean, Spivak would be a minus 400. Minus 500 in this matchup. So, yes, he does have that great equalizer with that big right hand. He's going to have it cocked. He's going to have it ready. But people know what to expect at this point. And people know that if you get in his face and you pressure him, that he will fold. So, I got to go with Spivak in this matchup. I, I, I like him. You know, confidence level, I put him at 7.5 and 8. Derek Lewis is always going to be live, but the people that are saying that he's going to come in here and, and are confident that he's going to steamroll Spivak are absolutely insane. I go Spivak in this matchup, but that has been my quick pick video for UFC Vegas 68. Again, if you guys enjoyed the video, make sure you like the video. Subscribe if you are new. Become a premium member. Look out for our podcast every single Tuesday night. Me and Angelo breaking down every single fight live here on YouTube. Lock of the Week videos on Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm live for a lot of fights. I might, I might be live for this fight. I mean, it starts at like 10 p.m. through the <laughs> through the minute. If you want me to be live for this fight coming up, put it in the comments below. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Jacob. I'm out. Peace.